Hello, and welcome to the Spirit of the Endeavor. I'm Jamaica Zogelman. And I'm Kodiak Julian, and we're going to talk about the pursuit of beauty, mystery, and the sublime in everyday life. At the top of our show, we like to start with something that is awesome possum. So, Kodiak, what is awesome possum to you this week? I want to take a moment to acknowledge and celebrate the fact that human beings have domesticated animals over the course of thousands of years and now there are animals who seem to like us and enjoy living with us and we enjoy living with them and that's really pretty darn awesome it is it's the sort of thing where if i see it on a nature program that like different bugs are living in harmony and like sort of co-farming a fungus or something. I'm like, that's amazing. How does that ever happen? And I'm like, oh, I'm saying this to my cat. (laughs) Well, and also when you think about how this originated, when you think about how wild, wild animals are. I mm-hmm. mean, whose idea was it to say like, oh, let's let's hang out with that wolf over there. Let's mm. let's hang out with this wild feline. I mean, this doesn't seem like a very wise decision and yet somehow people had the patience and the courage or maybe the uh, insanity yeah. to cooperate together with animals and then gradually turn them into animals that will now cross the street to say hi to us. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Just thinking about it like that. I don't know. I think that there is, like, some insanity, especially with the felines. My goodness. Yeah, like, what were you thinking? Exactly. (laughs) But with animals that are naturally social, it sort of makes sense to me. Like, in this very fundamental way, you know, we are social animals, and they are also social animals, and there's something that we already have in common from moment one, even if, you know, one would tend to be bitten and eaten by the other. <laughs> There's something that, you know, we can understand about critters who who need their, you know, their friends. Yeah. And I think there's just something really wonderful and fascinating about having relationships with these completely different creatures. To have a dog know your personality and you know your dog's personality to know the different personalities of the chickens who live in my backyard yes. and to watch their interactions and to to keep these these funny critters around who are so entertaining and make food for us and to have this dog who really enjoys my company and also guards the house mm-hmm. i mean what what a fascinating thing to be relying on different creatures who also rely on us and the fact that we just like each other yeah there's so much mutual benefit and mutual affection. It seems so fundamental when you think about, you know, man's best friend and the relationship that people have with their dogs. But you're right when you contemplate how that came to be and the process that it took to get from two disparate species who, you know, maybe didn't care very much for each other to where we are now. That's a huge leap. And I'm so grateful someone took it. <laughs> Next up, we talk about something that we would like to try. So Jamaica, what would you like to try? I am submitting my paperwork to be a vendor at Yakima's Pride Fest. Awesome! It is awesome! I think this is just awesome possum round two. (laughs) (laughs) I am super excited that this is something that's happening in Yakima. Yeah! And it makes me so pleased for my town, my city, to be 
kind of waking up to the variety of experiences that people have and not, you know, not expecting everyone to just be, you know, the same from a conservative town. <laughs> like, we've got all these, you know, these wild individuals who are living here sort of in spite of a lot of discrimination. And this is a really cool event where there's going to be like a drag show and there will be vow renewals for people who Aww. sign up ahead of time. And it's just wonderful. So I want to be a vendor. And I've actually never gone to a Pride event as a you know participant or a vendor or anything before. Really? I have not. It just hasn't lined up for me. No. So Ender's been. <laughs> I've been to other weird stuff. <laughs> I haven't done this one. I also want to go to the Fremont Solstice Festival, but that's a whole different, yeah. <laughs> different, different flavor of, of woo. But um, yeah, that's my thing to try. So I guess by the time this airs, I may have already tried it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Cool. Yeah. We'll have to have an update about how that goes. Absolutely. And you know, it was a neat feeling to to realize that I'm now in a position as a as a small business owner. I don't tend to think of myself in those terms, but I saw that this event was happening and I thought I definitely want to go. And then I thought I have something to offer. Yeah. And I sort of hadn't really thought of myself in that way before, like that I can create something with my business and with my art that would be valuable to the community at this, Mm. you know, at an event or to support a group of people. Mm -hmm. And that was a neat feeling to get to look at myself in a little bit of a different way and be like, I'm going to write and see if I can, you know, no one reached out to me. I just like showed up mm-hmm. and wrote some emails and was like, I think I should come. What do you think? <laughs> and everyone's been like, yes, you should come. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Coming up, it's Professor Fixit. But first, a word from our sponsor. Summer, poolsides, bikinis, unwanted hair? My house seems to be nothing but unwanted hair. Hair in every corner and in every meal. I only have one dog. But in the summer's heat, she has the coat of an Iditarod team. What to do? Book your pooch a luxurious afternoon of aromatherapy, massage, and a full body wax at Tranquil Peace Garden Day Spa and Kennel. Now your hound stays cool, comfortable, and poolside ready without that embarrassing winter growth. My house has never been so free of pesky hair, and my dog has never been so self-confident. Get that suntan lotion ready and bust out the selfie stick. The house is clean, and my dog is conforming to consumerist beauty norms. Tell the tranquil Peace Garden Day Spa and Kennel Liaison that you're a fan of Spirit of the Endeavor, for the Super Canine Confidence Service, which will Photoshop pictures of your dog to look like she's been going to yoga lotties and juicing for weeks. Tranquil Peace Garden Day Spa and Kennel, because true confidence is just too much work. Next up, it's Professor Fixit, when we talk about the things that we would like to figure out. So, Kodiak, what do you have for the professor today? 
Let me start this by saying that I have had an amazing school year. Mm-hmm. And education is often something that gets better and better and better. And wow, this year has been terrific. Mm-hmm. It has been my very best year so far. Oh, and wow. I'm so continually grateful for it. I am also so tired. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <sighs> and there are 14 more days of this school year. And it is such a gift to have not a huge texting thing that is beating down on me, that, you know, I have no major deadlines due, that while there's a fair amount of schoolwork that keeps coming in each Mm -hmm. day, it's not the massive tidal waves of of schoolwork that have been coming in at some points. I, I'm not planning a huge personal project that must be accomplished by a certain time. So I should be able to enjoy just a luxury of having a routine and having a healthy life around that routine. That just mm-hmm. seems like the loveliest thing. And I just don't even have it in me for that. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm very present when I'm at school and I'm working very hard. Mm-hmm. But then to have the energy to take my home life and do the good healthy things that would make me feel great like mm-hmm. reading some new books and going on more runs and doing more writing and those things that make me whole I, I I just wish time would speed up and I could have a vacation and that's not good so help me professor well I'm listening to you talk about this anticipation that you have toward the end of the school year and it reminds me of Christmas <laughs> or some other you know, big, exciting, shiny holiday that we might look forward to. And I'm wondering if there's any way you can sort of Christmatize <laughs> the end of school, like maybe give yourself a little advent calendar or something. <laughs> or, you know, like Harry Potter with crossing off each day until <laughs> the Hogwarts Express leaves. Just something to remind yourself that time is passing and some little, like, bonus treat <laughs> for yourself. Well, I, I think the challenge is really... I want to appreciate this time right mm. now. Hmm. It's I, I'm, I'm very aware of the, the yeah. days uh, checking off, but that isn't how I want to be living my life. I want to be mm. present and enjoying my life. And, and it should be such a luxury to have this lovely routine during a not super hectic time. I'm just tired. <laughs> sure. Well, I think there is something, too, to the fact that you are tired and you're allowed to be tired and you mm. do not have to glory in the beauty of every single sunrise like it is okay to have some of the days just be days where you were tired and looking forward to having a break and it is okay it does not make you a bad person what and I think too there is something to anticipation that feels like not being in the moment if you're looking you know to a future event but then reflecting back on it later again I'm going to talk about the Christmas metaphor (laughs) I remember my childhood as, you know, Christmas was the days leading up to it. Mm. It, The things that really made it feel like a holiday was Mm. the stuff that I would do getting ready for the holiday, even though in my, you know, child mind, all I could think was like, oh my gosh, is it here yet? (laughs) So I imagine that with a little perspective, you'll realize that, you know, this, this was kind of a cool time. As you say this, what I'm realizing is as much as I'm focused on this longing for being able to play, being able to goof off, and also 
feeling like I'm getting caught up within my, my self-care, my mm-hmm. art and my mm-hmm. and, and and personal health and, and, and all these things that I do to take care of myself and give myself a, a rich and interesting life. Where is my brain? It is on school. It is on school mm-hmm. all the time. It is on school when I am falling asleep, when I do go out and go on runs and walks, just constantly. And maybe it's okay to honor that. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I would be in admiration of a teacher who would be thinking about school so constantly and feeling good about it at the same time. Yeah. So I remember my early days of teaching when it was just hard. Yeah. And the work never ended, but it was in a way that was just so hard and I just wasn't seeing as much from it as I wanted to be. And maybe I can feel a sense of accomplishment of, wow, there goes a really dedicated teacher who's just really very committed to her craft and really loves her students. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's that's what I see. <laughs> maybe I just need to flip the script on this one and not feel bad about my absence of self-care, but maybe feel okay about myself for being good at what I do. Yeah. And if being engaged with your job and thinking about your, you know, your kids, your students, even when you're not with them and how to make their school experience a good one, if that takes you out of the present a little bit, like, yeah, it will. It does. And that's okay because you need both. Hey, this is Kodiak, and here's when we talk about something that we have figured out. Except that I accidentally deleted the beginning in which Jamaica explains that life is better in which she pretends that her cat can understand what she's saying. So here we are with Jamaica mid-thought in which she talks about why life is better when she pretends her cat can understand what she's saying. Because I have no way to be like, well, look, look, mm-hmm. see how the cat understands my words. Like, it's not provable or measurable. And so I was chalked it up to being kind of silly. And then I thought, well, if life is more fun this way, I'm just going to live my life this way. It's a lot more entertaining and fulfilling for me. So I've started just talking to my cats, like giving them instructions and expecting them <laughs> to do what I say. It's mostly my my older cat who's about to be nine because he's the same age as Geneva. And when he comes and bothers me in the night and he wants things, I'll be like, what do you want? Do you want pets? And then I'll be like, you can't stand on me there. That doesn't feel good. And I basically just treat him like a child now. And it's, I know that people do this all the time. I talk I have, to their animals. I have thanked chickens for their patience. Yeah. <laughs> It feels so much better. Like, why have I not been doing this all along? Because when I feel understood, when he does the thing that I want, I'm like, oh my god, it's happening! <laughs> you know, I think I just sold my cat to make wise decisions. <laughs> yes! <sighs> I, I, I just like life better now. <laughs> You know, I think I would have more fun if I had interesting philosophical conversations with my pets rather than, you know, pretty much continuing this whole teacher-mom thing. Right. Which seems to be with, uh, thank you for your patience and make wise decisions. (laughs) Sort of going to a lowest common denominator of teacher-mom lines. Yeah, I mean, you gotta hit the basics. (laughs) But there is also that, like, that feeling that we're friends and that... You know, if my kitty comes up on my bed, I can be like, you know, what What do you need? What's wrong? And hmm. generally, he just wants me to hold him. <laughs> and so then he'll get under my arm and I'll just sort of hold him tight and pet him and be like, is this, is this better? 
You want to tell me about your day? <laughs> yep, slowly becoming a crazy cat lady. Yay, toxoplasmosis. <laughs> Coming up, it's the cosmic swirl, but first a check-in. So I have a couple of writing check-ins, and one is that way back in fall at our at our harvest episode, I think I shared that I had sold a story to yeah. Lightspeed Magazine, yes, which is a professional magazine that people actually read, mm-hmm. and it's and and it's out now. It came out earlier in the month of May, and it's very exciting to have a story that's out among the stories of some very successful science fiction and fantasy authors. Mm. And then I was super, super excited that it also came out as a podcast and it was read by the same narrator who read the audiobook of Ender's Game. And having named my kid Ender, that just made me very, very tingly. So that was exciting. And the other check-in is that continue to work on the book that you and I have mm-hmm. worked on together. Yeah. And have been starting a new way of approaching that project, which is keeping a big spiral notebook that is dedicated entirely just to that project and keeping uh-huh. a table of contents at the beginning so nice. actually find ideas again. And so then writing on the table of contents, things that are really in some ways a to-do list because Uh I'm listing different things that I know that I need to brainstorm in order to figure out this next draft. Nice. What a cool way to organize it. That's that's the the nice thing about having writer friends who give you their (laughs) cool ideas. So I'm looking forward to when it's the next step in the process, but it does feel good right now to be having some level of forward momentum with it as I figure out the great big things that I've been avoiding figuring out that now (laughs) I can no longer continue to avoid. Right. Like, how does the magic work, though, really? (laughs) Ah, yes. Now it's time for the cosmic swirl when we talk about the big mysteries of life. Mm -hmm. So Jamaica, what's cosmic swirly to you right now? Recently, I have found myself in a few different situations where either myself or someone I was talking with were forced to make a decision or there was some sort of the situation cannot go further anymore. You have to decide something now. Decide it now. And there's Mm. something about a forced decision that really brings a lot of clarity. Hmm. I feel like I am a sort of person who can ponder the pros and cons to something and the benefits of doing it this way or doing it that way. And maybe I'll draw a picture of it or do a mind map of it. And I can just go on and on and on with this process. And it's not until there's some sort of catalyst, there's some sort of thing that happens that bumps the schedule up. Hmm. that I suddenly realize the really important things that I should have thought of before or have known all along. Hmm. And I'm finding this to be... Suspect the latter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm finding this to be true with others, too, of course. I think it's true with everybody. Hmm. That when push comes to shove, you know what you have to do. It's just a matter of doing it. Hmm. That is so hard. So I don't have any, like, huge insight to add to this, but it's just been coming up a lot Hmm. in my life. And I wanted to talk with you mm. about it. What, What is it 
about the knowledge that we already have that you know intuitive knowing or subconscious Mm -hmm. knowing that we can't really dig out of ourselves Mm -hmm. until there's some sort of crisis (laughs) why can't we get that knowledge out because i i think it's not valued i think Mm -hmm. it's we we live in in a society at least that values reason so much Mm -hmm. and uh, one definition I, I heard for intuition is when you know something, but you don't know why you know it. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we'll use reason as a way to backfill right. and, and explain things, but we may have already known them yeah. intuitively. And and these are both okay ways of figuring mm-hmm. things out. But But maybe if one has been so prioritized over other ways of knowing things then it builds up a, a difficult relationship with your intuition over mm-hmm. the years, maybe. And maybe yeah. intuition doesn't want to be in as much of a conversation with you when you don't listen to it. Yeah, I know that I've made a lot of room in my life for intuitive knowing. Mm-hmm. And I also know that that is like, kind of weird and uncomfortable for some people. <laughs> but I've let myself over the last several years know things without needing to know why I know them. Mm. And still... There are some decisions that I can't quite birth, push out of myself until it's like there's a deadline or something happened or some sort of like mini crisis. Hmm. And while I don't want to make my decisions in crisis, I really value that information. So I'm wondering if there's a way to like trick myself Hmm. into making a snap decision or verbalizing it. Well, one thing that I had heard from a friend is that there's a practice of sitting with an idea as though you had already made a decision. Mm-hmm. Let's imagine that I have taken this path and that this is what has happened. And you just sit with it and you feel your body. And then mm-hmm. let's imagine that I've taken this path mm-hmm. and let's sit with that and feel your body. And ever since I heard about that approach, I've had decisions that I've had to make where I think, oh, okay, I'll sit with that. And I won't even have to do the like the, the <laughs> meditation part of it. I'll just be like, oh, no, I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even pretend to sit with that. <laughs> so that's illuminating. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think that that does get to the heart of it a little bit. Like that oh, when we're in a crisis and we have to, or like we're pushed to sit with something that maybe we've just avoided actually putting ourselves in that mental space because it's uncomfortable, we suddenly discover why it's uncomfortable. Mm. (laughs) I was thinking about trying to figure out schools for my kids and not Mm. knowing if we were going to get financial aid and not Mm. knowing what, what the plan was. And with the deadline for paperwork being tomorrow Mm. and at the time that I was contemplating this, I still hadn't heard a decision about if we were going to be able to go to the school or not. So it was like, okay, well, then let's imagine that we took this other schooling path mm. and it felt really good. I think that, you know, we did we did get the the grant that we needed so that Ari can continue at the school he's been at. Mm. But I also don't feel that sense of needing it. Mm. It's sort of just like, oh, that is one of two options that are now like a lot more equal than I thought they were. Wow. And that is interesting. So now yeah. I guess I have to make a new decision, (laughs) but I have more information.
And now it's time for a hard turn towards everyone's favorite segment, I Can't Believe I Stuck My Hand In There, in which we talk about things that are a bit less beautiful, mysterious, and sublime. So, Kodiak, where have you been sticking your hand? Well, I realized that I have never shared the great romantic story of how my husband Frank and I became engaged on this show. Would you like to hear it? I'm guessing, since this is not Awesome Possum, that this story is not as romantic as you're leading me to believe. (laughs) Yes, I would love to hear it. It starts in a very romantic way where I had been living in Portland, Oregon, and I would drive on my days off up to Yakima to see Frank, and on his days off, he'd drive down to see me, and there was some drive where I was driving through the lower valley, and I could see Mount Adams, and I was driving past the farms, and everything Mm. was so beautiful, and I thought, why am I driving away from the man I love and this beautiful place. And I thought all in one moment, I am going to move back to Yakima, marry Frank and become a teacher. Wow. All three. And unfortunately, then I had two or three weeks before I could see him again. And I just couldn't wait to tell him this thought. And I was waiting tables at the time. I would finish my shift and then I would go back and grab a bag and then drive through the night and then I would come into the house late at the night, you know, in Mm -hmm. in the early hours of the morning and collapse. And so I drove through the night and I was so excited and the dog was so excited to see me and was sneezing with anticipation. (laughs) And and I I came next to Frank about 4.30 in the morning and I said, Frank, I think we should get married next summer. And Frank said eloquently, that wouldn't be an entirely bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) Some people like to have a romantic proposal. (laughs) And apparently we're not among them. (laughs) Since we're talking about proposals that are a little anticlimactic, may I share mine? Oh, yes, please. (laughs) I had gotten a ring at the market... It was made of wire and had a big amethyst bead on it and was all, like, twisted up in pretty Mm. swirly patterns. And I wore it home proudly from the market. And then when we got home, I said, you know what, Avery, this ring is so beautiful that I think I want to take it off. And if you were to decide that you wanted to get married to me, then you should give this one to me. And and he goes, just leave it on. And I said, (laughs) no, no, no. I'm telling you that if you were to decide to marry me, he goes, I know, just leave it on. (laughs) And thus we were engaged. (laughs) I was like, so am I calling our parents in the morning? He's like, yeah, let's do brunch. (laughs) And we love our husband so much, don't we? (laughs) We really do. Aren't they funny critters? They they are indeed. We like to close our show with gratitude. So, Jamaica, what are you grateful for this week? I am grateful for lunch boxes. They are cute. They're so cute and they're so sweet. And they're these funny little pails that we put a bunch of like nourishment and love into. 
and they're nostalgic and they're a little stinky, but they come <laughs> in all sorts of different like patterns and, you know, with like different covers. And I got the opportunity to sort of get re-excited about mm-hmm. lunchboxes because Ari's going to be going to school all day next year. That's right. He will be five. And so he's going to need a lunchbox. And while we were at Archie McPhee's in Seattle, which is the store that carries everything bizarre you can possibly think of, <laughs> we saw a bunch of lunchboxes. And he narrowed it down to the Rainbow Unicorns and Bigfoot. And he... <laughs> so Ari! I know! <laughs> and in the end, he chose Bigfoot. I think because he liked the scale silhouette with the, the tall man. He goes like, would you like to see how big Bigfoot is next to a tall man? <laughs> He'll just ask this of people he encounters in his life now. <laughs> so we have a lunchbox for Ari, and then Lavender's has been with her for many years and has a hole in it. Wow. So, I mean, it was a cloth one. So she got to pick out a new lunch pail, and hers is Cowgirls, <laughs> which is very Lavender. And... Like, what a funny little way to express yourself with your box for your midday meal. (laughs) What are you grateful for? I'm grateful that my thoughts are private. (laughs) Boy, howdy. (laughs) Enough said there. We're so grateful to you, dear listeners. Thank you so much for joining us on the Spirit of the Endeavor. Mm -hmm. And we would really, really love it if if you enjoy our show, if you would give us a review on Apple Podcasts, a rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh, You you can counterbalance like one person who can listen all the way to our show and apparently and gave us a review with three stars. So those, wah, wah. Who, those you think is nice, give, think we're nice. You know, give us five stars, please. <laughs> you know, take the, the minute to say something nice, Mom. It would be really right. helpful. <laughs> Andrea, if you're baking, I know you're listening. <laughs> Frank, please come on. <laughs> you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Get in touch with us and let us know what's been awesome, positive in your life, where you've been sticking your hand, and what is mysterious you can touch base through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or email us, spiritoftheendeavor at gmail.com. And check out the website, www.spiritoftheendeavor.net, for photos, links, and vintage episodes. Thank you to freesound.org for our music, and as always, thanks to our guys, much as we joke about them, (laughs) for being home with the kids or coming home soon so we can get together and record. This has been the Spirit of the Endeavor. I'm Kodiak Julian. I'm Jamaica Zuckerman. See you next week. Bye! Hello and welcome to the I love your like approving nod. Yes, you can count to five. Well, you can see the little indicator there. <clears throat> hmm.